This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Oh, you you can hear me. Oh, there we go. Okay, I can hear me now. Jeff, how are you? Better than you, I guess. No, I'm right. fine now. I mean, we are here. I am here at the studio. Jeff is at the ballpark where Florida Gators, uh, he can watch the Gators play Georgia, or he can look across the street and watch the Gators play Georgia, which is kind of weird in itself. Um, I could actually go to both because they're at six. Yeah, they are. So um, we get out a little early? Yeah, you sh- maybe you should sure. stop by there. Have you ever been to a softball game? Uh, last time I was actually over there was when the uh, U.S. Olympic team was in town, whenever that was. But you're all, I mean, you're always having to deal with baseball, so yeah. it's, it's so hard I can for never you. go to a Florida softball game. Yeah, we like going over there once in a while, like two or three times a year, and we'll see what happens with them and see what happens with Gator baseball. Um, Pat Dooley, Jeff Cardozo here on the tailgate on a beautiful – Friday, Jeff. You know that terrible weather we had yesterday really ruined the spring game. I, I don't know about you, but golly, can you be that wrong about the weather? Is it possible? It's, well, obviously, somebody's not going to lose their job because weathermen have the easiest jobs, other than your jobs, of course. You just well, sit there and talk and write. I was right about John Rom. You were. <laughs> you were very right. And yeah, it's it's weird. And you know, I, I, even some of the high school baseball teams. Like, Austin, they were supposed to go to Jacksonville. They canceled the game early on because it was supposed to be bad. Santa Fe had a game, Santa Fe High School at home. They moved the game the day before because right. of how bad it was supposed to be, and everything would have been completely fine. Well, so, there was it was like there was this front coming through, and that's where everybody, you know, warned everybody. But then it just dissipated, and that, that we see that happen all the time, especially this time of year and in the summer. I remember one year at the Bob Dooley um, – there was this huge front coming in, and I'm like, oh, we're, at least we got about eight holes in. And then all of a sudden, it separated and went different ways and right around us. And we were able to get everything in without any problems. So you never know. I mean, it's that's Florida. That's what you, When you live in Florida, you never know what the weather's going to be like day to day, week to week, hour to hour, minute to minute. Because when I was going back from the gym yesterday, I want to say around 1130 maybe, all of a sudden, I started to get sprinkles on my um, my uh, car, and I'm like, "Uh-oh, here we go." And then, no, that, that's all. That's all we got for you. We get like 14 sprinkles. That's it. That's a day. Crazy. It was crazy, and uh, I want to get your reflections on the spring game. I, obviously, nobody. I, I will say this: I've never heard a quieter crowd ever at a spring game. And we know the reason is because they never saw anybody do anything on offense. 
Uh, but that was that was. I mean, you being down on the field, maybe it was louder for you, but it was just a quiet crowd because they they were trying to w- trying to get excited about something, but nothing really happened to get them excited. There were no. There was only one turnover, and it was on a big play that was backfired on the offense. There was there were no picks. Um, uh, there were just there was there were no long plays. I mean, it just wasn't a lot going on. Yeah, a, a few exciting plays. Obviously, the the run right before the touchdown was a little bit excitement down there. But no, I, I mean, I, I think Gator fans are certainly going to be like, man, we're not going to have an offense, and this is horrible. But then the last three years, and you've even spoken about it, how awful the defense has been. So maybe it's a good thing that the defense was that good. And I thought the guys up front did a really, really nice job. You could definitely see some athleticism, some speed, some different things that they were doing that were really, really encouraging. And you were still you were out without a couple of offensive linemen, so I think that played a factor. And then obviously on the blue squad, they're starting a, a freshman that still should be in high school right now, so he struggled with some of the snaps from uh, that standpoint. You owe me ten bucks, by the way. You know, you I, I, I I will say this. I will give you the 10 bucks because I don't welch on bets, but that is a bullcrap bet because that game was over. It was 7-7. I was thinking, well, neither one of us are going to lose, but then Billy goes, no, put one second on the clock. No, they called timeout beforehand. Ah, I even said it on the broadcast. No, they didn't. Yes, they game really was over. Did. There was two seconds, and everybody's yelling timeout. And, and even, the official... then when, even then when Trey Smack goes, okay, I go, well, it's still going to be a tie. Because he, yeah, he missed, he'd already missed, missed two. two, and um, but no, that was it was done the right way. They definitely called timeout. And plus, he plus, came out if, there and if it. you didn't tell me that my team was going to have a kid who should be going to his prom, you picked first. I know, but I'm just saying you did. You knew the inside information. I didn't know anything. I'm How just, would I know any inside information? You knew something, and so I end up that. I mean, that was the killer for the. If you were. Looking at this analytically, the blue yeah. team, the killer was the two straight snaps over the head where they yeah. look they're like they're the going zone. in. Yeah, so yeah. no, I, I do agree with that. All right, I'll but still no, pay I, you the ten bucks though. You okay. as you should. You <laughs> still, and you owe me forty-eight beers as well. Well, you're never going to pay that. I'm never paying that. I know. So that's the way. That's the way it is. But no, I, I'm anxious to hear what other people think. But I, I mean, I this is what I took away from it. I think Mertz is a better arm thrower. Like. I don't like his. You know I don't like means. his angle, though, Jeff. The way he kind of comes. Okay. He throws the ball better than Miller does. He does. He's got I a agree more with that. Accurate arm. He's got a stronger arm, and Miller is by far and above more athletic, and some of the things that he can do. But neither of them, as evident by the couple of balls that they try to throw deep, mm. have the same arm strength that Anthony Richardson has. No. And they have some guys now that have the ability to get deep and create some space as we saw that happen a couple times and both times they tried to go deep the the balls were underthrown one from each of those guys and then even the yeah. baseball player max brown threw one and he threw it out of bounds so um they didn't complete any deep passes so that's well the one they got exciting late yeah, the one to Pearsall. yeah that Mer- that uh mertz got to uh Pearsall. no it was to uh, there was another one down the sideline it was Pearsall. no what it was somebody else okay it was right in front of me it was Pearsall. <laughs> i'm saying it wasn't him okay I watched the game. I was there for the whole game. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna talk. You're gonna ask. The I guy just that, can't remember who it was. You're gonna ask a guy that can't see from way up above compared to a guy that was right next to the play. I think right. it was. I think it was Jimmy Pearsall is actually who who caught that ball. Maybe. Yeah. 
Fear yes, strikes that out. Was, that was the deep one down the <laughs> sideline to the north end zone where the band. Were he caught it on his back? Where the band used to sit. Oh no! No 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 no! That no, there was another was play. Burke. Yeah, that was Burke. that was Burke. Yeah, that yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I the Pearsall one, I thought he didn't need to jump, but he did. Um, anyway, I, look, nobody ever remembers the spring games. We know that. Agreed. Um, but I think Gator fans went there hoping, hey, let's see what our quarterbacks have. Maybe it's going to be okay at quarterback. And they came away going, maybe not. Um, or you could, if your glass is half full, right, Jeff, you can say, hey, we may actually have a breathing defense this year. Um, and I like the way that uh, Armstrong called the game. I, I, a lot of blitzes, a lot of well and- pressure. To me, that was the neatest part, and, and I think more than anyone, that's where I wanted to go and see because there has been so much conversation about a 29-year-old dude that doesn't know what he's doing and coming in here, and, man, the, the players love that guy. It, it was so infectious to see him, and every, he was basically the coach of the orange team or the, the ones that were wearing the white jerseys. So every time that they would come off the bench or to, to the bench, he would go over there and talk to him. He'd go to each specific guy, tell him what they did what right, what they did wrong, and then run through the entire sequence. And then the really the cool part at the very end was when I mean, they were going down, the blue was, and White had to get a stop before they got the ball back to go kick that field right, goal. Yeah. I was down in the huddle, and Armstrong says, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cover the sideline. Do not get them to the 35-yard line. They're not going to make a kick if they get to the – you know, stay behind the 35-yard line. And just there was a purpose – to every little thing that he was doing. He says, here's how we're going to man up on this guy. Here's what we're going to do. I mean, it was awesome. And then they get a sack to get the turnover to get the ball back, basically. And seven's coming off the field, and they run and do the, the chest bump that you see. Yeah, I saw it. I was him, like, yeah. man, this is really cool. And you could just tell how much these guys love him. And to me, he was impressive. He knew what he was doing, just all the all the calls, all the different things that he was trying to run were – Obviously, like, he's been doing it for a really long time. And and it, it's weird, but he looked like Kirby Smart. Like, he had, I've, the, vi- I've he heard had that the visor on. Comparison, yeah. Just the, the talk, the way he talked to the players and the way his arm movements were and everything else. I was like, man, I'm looking at a young Kirby Smart right now. And obviously, if he turns into that, then Gator fans are going to be pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, he's got to get Kirby Smart-type players, though, too. And that's part sure. of it. But – um they certainly looked more athletic than I think they've looked in the past. Uh, and again, Jeff, we, we've documented this a million times. The last three years have been pathetic defensively. It's just been uh, not Florida football. And they've got to get, they've got to get back to, you know, and this is what I've said all along about Graham Mertz or Jack Miller or Max Brown or whoever the quarterback is, whoever they bring in off the portal. Cause they're obviously going to bring somebody in mainly for depth, I would think, but from the portal, but It'd be nice if you didn't have to score 40. You know, if, if you could just, you know, score 28 and win a game. Because offensively, you've got to almost feel that pressure that's on you because they've been so bad defensively for the last couple of years. Uh, you hope that, that at least they can get to that point where they're, they're able to get stops and get you the ball back and make some, make some turnovers happen. Yeah, no, I agree. And, again, I, I think that was the takeaway. I think you could see some things. When when Mertz had time, 
he was accurate and they threw slants. I mean, what a concept that uh, was. I know. Like, yeah. That was kind of cool. I like that. To, to see a few of those. And, and how about uh, Khalil Jackson? I thought he had a really nice day. I thought he did some really, really good things well. Obviously had the touchdown. But it had some other plays that he was doing. He and Pierce all worked together. And I think, you know, the way that he was running with those ones, he's obviously done some impressive stuff to get an opportunity to get in there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and he's a guy who uh, obviously did not uh, – uh, what's the word? Endear himself with Gator fans after that LSU game when he put up that Instagram post. Uh, but that that's all water under the bridge, obviously – played well last night I thought Burke played well last night um but you know asked about it afterwards um Billy Napier said he's making progress but he's not there anywhere near where you want him to be and that's what they've got to do with a million guys on that team is make progress and continue to go forward and get them better now the problem is that you don't have any more practices uh, until uh you get to what uh July yeah. So um, guys are going to either do it on them, their own or they're not. You know, they're going to do it on their own. They're, I mean, obviously they're under the supervision of a weight supervision of a weight coach, and I think more coaches can watch you now, right? That's that's a rule change they made. A little bit, yeah. It doesn't have to be just a strength coach yeah. anymore. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see what they can do in the summer. And meanwhile, a lot of other things changed last night that I just found out about. Um, while I was in the press box, and we'll talk about those as well going forward. But let's get a break. We have to do that. Uh, the great Jeff Cardozo, one of the great announcers in America, um, I, I would think I would say in the top forty college baseball announcers in Florida, right, right up in there. Would you say that? Forty. I think Jeff turned me off. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more of the tailgate. Get a, get your calls in. I want to hear what you thought. I pretty much know what you thought, but go ahead and give us a call. 392-8255 here on the tailgate WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quartararo. The number three Florida Gators baseball team welcomes in the Georgia Bulldogs for another SEC weekend series. The Gators have been red hot to open conference play, winning their first four SEC series to open the season. Brandon Spurt will be on the mound for Florida tonight, and you can tune in a first pitch right here starting at 6.55. Right across the street, the 15th-ranked Florida Gators softball team will look to defeat Georgia as well. Florida's 29-10 at this point in the season, but just 6-6 in the SEC. They'll look to pick up a win in the series opener tonight versus the number 12 Bulldogs. Tampa Bay Rays head north to Toronto to open a three-game series against the Blue Jays. It's been a historic start for the Rays, who with the win tonight will have the best start to a season in the modern era at 14-0. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck, we have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. 
can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. I don't know, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County, provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout, fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I, I hope, I think that was my choice. Salisbury Hill, what a great song that is. Peter Gabriel. I need to get set some new ones. Pat Dooley here in the studio. Jeff Cardozo out of the ball yard. You're doing TV tonight, right? I am. Ooh. So I get to watch you all night? Well, you could hear me. You don't get to watch it. 
Well, you're well, on show TV. My ugly mug right at the beginning, and then they, uh, then that way. But they usually won. have like one shot where they go back to you guys, like like <laughs> you always look like you're in a hostage video. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, hello, we are here. Well, and I think they'll probably do it more tonight because Steve Egan will be sitting next to me. Oh, the so great the, Steve Egan. Yeah, you don't even don't ever say his name without saying the great. Increase the uh, the female the female audience when he's around. It's like you never don't say Sir Paul McCartney. You got to say the great Steve Egan. That's right. He's as good as it gets. Um, all right, uh, Jeff. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about um, was um, we talked about defense. They got nine sacks if you if you add them up together. Now he probably had four sacks, you know, because I mean, just because they ran by a guy, it was a sack. But I yeah. did, I did like the way both quarterbacks move their feet under pressure. Now, maybe, maybe you saw it closer than I did. You were right on the field. I was just up there in the press box. But I liked the way they moved their feet, and that was something that we were critical of Anthony Richardson for. And then he, then remember the he had that game against Tennessee where all of a sudden his feet were moving right. And we're like, oh, he's figured it out. And then it went back, you know, and back and forth. You never knew what he was going to get. But I did like the way they moved their feet around and and kind of ducked out of the way. Now it's easy to do that, easier to do that. I will say that when you know yeah, you when can't not get hit. To tackle you. Yeah, sure. And no, and, and there was a couple of plays where Miller kind of bailed out, and he came off. And, and the, after the first one, he came over to the sideline, and, and I asked him, "Hey, would they have gotten you there?" And he's like, "Man, that was a way early whistle. There's no way they had me." Yeah. So yeah, I think it would have been a little bit different, and probably not as much. But I, I do think he threw w- really well on the run. Um, yeah, I thought both of them did, actually. Yeah, I, and, you know, they always had their eyes down the field. They were looking. I, I think that's more of the receivers needing to be better on scramble drills and stuff. There was a couple of times where guys were just in the same space, so then that means two defenders are there, too. So they've got to understand. I think that's where Billy Gonzalez will play a big part with his team when they go back and watch the film. It's like, hey, look at the spacing when this was happening. You need to be here. You need to do this better. And, and I think Florida is going to be much better with – I mean, those were the two coaches that I really wanted to watch. I wanted to see Billy G and the impact, and, and I thought that the receivers were, were decent at times, and obviously you got some speed, and then I wanted to see the defense. And to me, I was pretty impressed by the defense. And then those receivers, they just they, – there's other than the spacing part, I thought they were pretty good as well. Yeah, my problem was they didn't get open enough. And, yeah. and there were there were times when I would they would get ready to throw a deep ball and I'd look down the field and I'd see Pearsall running with two guys by him. So Florida's defense played pretty smart in that game and in terms of what they were going to allow, what they were going to take away. Look, if I was playing Florida, I would say take Pearsall away and then go f- down from there. You know, when, like you look at a guy in the lineup, Jeff, you knew this as as a pitcher, and you would look and you go. The one guy I can't let beat me is this guy, the third batter, the fourth batter. Yeah. I, I got to pitch around him, and I think teams' defenses are going to try to pitch around Pearsall because he's clearly the best uh, receiver on the team. Yeah, but there's there's guys with ability, but yeah, there's no, no question there's no that, that he's the best. But Burke was good, Mizell, and you know you got a couple. Mizell's going to be fine. Youngsters. I mean, he blew by uh, on the first. Uh, the first uh, play of the, I guess, for the, I don't know, I, I lose track of what it was, but he just yeah. blew by him and then they underthrew it. So they got to get guys that can throw it out there for him. 
more than anything. Yep, Let's I get agree. a call. It's Don's up and wants to talk about the defense. What's up, Don? Hey, how's it going? Actually, yeah, I just was curious. I think you may have mentioned it, um, that the, was this defense allowed to run more plays than the normal few generic kind of things that they usually do in spring games? Because they looked a lot like there was a lot more interesting things going on than in previous spring games. Yeah, I think they wanted to see who they had athletically, and I think some of the play calls were, were indicative of that and then i think also you could see a lot of different stunts up front different blitzes and i think it was good for both sides because there was one where it was a delayed corner blitz and then the running back it was it was etn picked it up perfectly but the quarterback still had to bail out they ended up completing a pass so i mean i think it was good for both sides of the ball i think when you look at it from a fan standpoint it's 10 7 and it might seem boring and it's like oh man the gators aren't going to be very good but Napier even said to the guys after the game down on the field, he's like, I, I really like this team. I've been impressed. You guys continue to get better. We'll be able to watch some stuff and, and figure some things out. But for what we asked of you today, you all did very, very good, and, and I'm very proud. So and I, again, I Jeff, it was good. they didn't show hardly anything on offense. No. They ran about eight plays over and over again. And uh, But I, I did like the way they came after them. And I've, you know, we've seen spring games where they go, no blitzing, you know. Sure, yeah, just but, let the fans have fun. But that's not going to do them any good. They need to find out how the blitz works. Yeah, I, I was just watching. You know, I was thinking on the way after the game, I was kind of thinking the same thing as far as the score and stuff. And then I thought, you know, they were showing all the replays on the Jumbotron from the offense. And when you put all the ones that were effective, one after the other, and kind of watch it as a highlight reel – there's good things happening. And you had, like, what, 35,000 come out to the game? Yep. And you have all these support staff there, all these extra, you know, people who, who um, come in and assess what's going on and all this huge staff, but they're still human beings who take time. And only they can only talk to the kids one at a time, <laughs> you know? And it takes time for all these skills to develop. And if he keeps recruiting the way he is, and with time, I think – I think this is going to be a good year. I'm not thinking the same kind of way. I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, and you hit it right on the head with a number. I, I think they announced it at 42, but that usually knock about five off of that. I mean, they're always going to over. But it still was a nice crowd. Again, we didn't have the weather we thought we were going to have. It was perfect weather. You couldn't ask for better. Jeff was thrilled. I know that. Heck, yeah. Much better than getting soaked. <laughs> cool. All right, thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah, we got to get another break in. So we'll do that, and then we'll come back. Man, we'll talk some Gator baseball. Um, Jeff, That's where Jeff is, and there's a, reason, there's a reason he's out there. He's just not out there at Condren Ballpark just looking at people. He's going to broadcast the game, so we'll talk to him about that. But we can continue to take calls about Florida football and what you saw last night. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you – were you uh, – discouraged, encouraged. And it's like I said, uh, the thing I wrote for Gators Wire, Jeff, you can see the glass is half full, which is defense looks like it's going to be better. See, it is half empty. Uh, offense is going to stink. Or you could just kick the glass over and not care about it. We'll see. Uh, we'll be back with more here on the tailgate ESPN WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing, since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 0430. All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when, of course, you're in the doghouse. And either way, Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things she'll look amazing in and you don't have to do a thing. They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd, right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A few passing sea breeze showers are possible across our area into the evening. Those cells will generally move from west to east. Otherwise, sunny skies into the evening with temperatures starting off in the 80s, but will drop into the lower 60s and upper 50s overnight with areas of fog tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy, getting warmer highs in the upper 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who can change the narrative about their careers most in these playoffs? The Joker. 
in Denver. He's winning MVPs. He's always in the MVP conversation. And to me, MVPs, you suppose, unless you're like a Westbrook that just, you know, just doing it all by yourself as a long ranger doesn't have anything. When you're an MVP of a league, man, your team's supposed to be at the top damn near every year. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Jeff, you just won't believe it. They're actually coming out with new projections for the quarterbacks in the conference. Oh, yeah? What the heck? Why, why, it's like, okay, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to have pro day, then we're going to have media day, then we're going to have combine, then we're eventually we're going to uh, draft like a month later. Yep. Drives me nuts. It's the way it works. Well, this guy doesn't drive me nuts. One of my favorites on the, uh, the circuit, Jeff Dantzler, has made his way over from the bad radio booth to the good radio booth the, uh, <laughs> does he now does he have dog stuff up in that booth i want to know that uh well no just stats <laughs> like normal that, so he's got his dog t-shirt on that, pat we didn't bring our back-to-back national championship flags <laughs> to hang up here i don't think we could have uh made it through the city limits in too good a shape there but this is this is our second trip here to the new stadium but it is just an absolutely beautiful ballpark they did a tremendous job with it, just A-plus across the board. So definitely love coming here. Yeah, Jeff, uh, by the way, say uh, tell Kirby I appreciate him sending a helmet for our golf tournament this year. He's, oh, he's He does he's it almost best, every man. year, and uh, he's unbelievable, yeah. Well, he's the best, and, and I've said before, you know, it starts with him. I mean, he has been to Georgia what Steve Spurrier was to Florida, just that, that authenticity when it's one of your own and he has just done such an incredible job of course his, his wife mary beth played basketball at georgia and they're just terrific and i can tell you along with sending the helmet for your uh, golf tournament there they've got a family foundation that's raised close to two million dollars yeah. for over 70 different charities so they are uh, altruistic to the 10th degree and uh, we're, we're just very fortunate you know we, we've come so close so many times that we're just we're riding a good wave right now and it's a lot of fun well and, and i think so many people listening obviously despise the the success there but you know <laughs> and i always try to tell everybody like you know it's like yeah you, you don't like them or whatever but the guys within are awesome like you're awesome and everybody you run into within the program i know how much pat loved uh the old football SID that was there for, you know, that's Claude been Felton. there for forever. Yeah. Claude, the so. great man. He and, is a great you know, man. Yeah. And there, there's so many people like that. And, and I try to tell him Kirby's the same. Like, you, you, you might not like him because he's successful, but he's such a great dude and everything he's doing is the right way. Well, and, and I was always like that with Spurrier. No coach had ever beaten Georgia like Spurrier had 11 out of 12 
But I, I just always thought he was funny. He kind of came at things from a different way. And, again, there was that authenticity. He loathed Georgia going back to the 1966 game and, and what yeah. that meant yeah. to him. That was and of not course, pleasant. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, of course, he got the ultimate revenge there. So, I think it's a deal, too. And, obviously, feeling like, like I do about Georgia the way you do about Florida. But the same way that respect, as long as you know he wasn't tor- torching Georgia, I loved watching Spurrier's teams play. Uh, when, when, when Urban Meyer had Florida rolling with Tebow they were fun to watch play and you know Billy Donovan's basketball teams were, were so great I mean I, I thought the, the the Horford and Noah teams that's they're probably when you talk about guys staying that long those guys were juniors when they won the back-to-back you know that might be something unless the rules change we might not see that again so I, I do think we certainly have our passions and they're the the teams that you, you love like dislike loathe and hate but I think we can all agree when something's really good uh, you can certainly appreciate that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I, I've had to do – I've done that with uh, Nick, with Nick Saban. I mean, uh, you know, his run, all of a sudden you start listening to it. The more you listen to it with the great coaches, the more you go, oh, I get why this is working. And that's what you hope you can, you know, kind of put that lightning in a bottle as well but let's talk about uh, georgia baseball and uh where they are right now i know they've been kind of have some ups and downs they've had some some good series and some bad series um you know and they come in here to gainesville and uh, of course they're playing against a team that is tough bats to go up against as we know but uh what's your take on uh this weekend series well, Pat, you've been covering this forever, and Eric's in the booth with us here. And Jeff, of course, was a great player here at Florida. These guys have been through it forever. The league is so tough. Yeah. As good as it is in football, it's ten times stronger and harder to win in baseball. As I was telling somebody uh, going into this past Sunday when we played Kentucky, I said, yeah, we play Florida next week. They're ranked third in the country, and they're in fourth place in the SEC East. <laughs> you know, the, the preseason top ten, there were seven teams from the SEC. And, and right now Georgia is, is struggling. I, I kind of put – I'm looking right now, our RPI is 41. I was telling a friend of mine, a couple of weeks ago when we were, I think, 1-8 and eight in the league, I go, honestly, we're probably like about the 30th or 35th best team in the country. We've got a good team, but right now we're about 13th or 14th in the SEC, and that's just the, 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 the cruel nature of this beast that has been created in the toughest league in the land. And, you know, obviously you pitched good last week to, mm-hmm. to be Kentucky number one RPI team in the country, and, you know, I, I'm anxious to see them. We'll go to them later, anxious to see South Carolina next week. Um but has that been the strength, the guys on the mound? I know there, there's been some games blown late. But. Yeah, the, the bullpen struggled. Yeah. We've had the, the first two weekends, we, we lost a ninth-inning lead in the opener against South Carolina, then lost a ninth-inning lead against Auburn, then lost a 4 nothing lead in the seventh inning last week against Kentucky. So we're sitting there going, you know, we could be 7-5, oh, yeah. and 6-6, six and six, but that's life in this league. And, and I think we've all been through it. Uh, you know, now I, I think Florida's got a specialty. I think this is an Omaha caliber team and then some. But for so many of us in this league, it's a get me to 15 and get me in. And we all know it. I mean, Jeff, you played and, you know, Pat, you've covered it for so long that the difference between 15 and 15 and 12 and 18 is so razor thin. And then the flip side, the difference between 15 and 15 and winning, say, 18, 19 games and contending for a division or a conference title, that's razor thin too. But but you've definitely got, got to capitalize and cash in when you get those opportunities. 
obviously starting pitching was good last weekend. What, uh, what do you what do you see for this weekend? I mean, is it basically the three same three guys? Yeah, I think so. George's TBA for tomorrow night. Now, Jaden Woods is going to start tonight. We got rained out last Saturday. I think it rained everywhere in America last Saturday. So we played two on Sunday. So our number two starter, Liam Sullivan, just to keep him on full rest, he's going to pitch Sunday afternoon. I'm, I'm assuming that weather's going to push through here and we'll be good on Sunday. So TBA tomorrow probably be Charlie Goldstein who got the win in the finale last weekend. But, you know, this this Florida team's so good with Sproke going and, and the lineup. I mean, th- this is one of those, you know, patented Sully, even going back to Andy Lopez of Sluggers of the late 90s. And you look at the star power there with Caglione and, and Josh Rivera. I was going through my notes. Those guys are both, you know, in the, in the top ten in the SEC in six or seven offensive categories apiece. It's really a great offense, and, and Sully's going to always have the arms. We know that. We're talking with Jeff Dancer, the voice of the Georgia Bulldogs, a little baseball. You mentioned the name Charlie. You've got a, a Charlie on offense that's pretty darn good, yeah, too. That's... You know, maybe the second-best freshman since you saw me play, right? Well, I, I would put <laughs> you guys right there, no doubt about it. Yeah, Bo Jackson was pretty good, too. But, but, yeah, uh, let's go Bo, Frank <laughs> Thomas, Jeff Cardoza. That, no, that's that's your big three. That's <laughs> the big three. But uh, yeah, Brad Wilkerson was pretty good, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Charlie Condon, um, he, he's, he's like uh, Jack. And, and Josh there, he's in the top ten in almost every statistical category. Is a, a terrific player, just a very humble young guy. He's an excellent defender. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be at first base this entire weekend. He's played some right field. But uh, Georgia doesn't have quite the depth in the lineup that Florida does. But uh, Condon's just one of those guys. He's a special, special player. And I don't know, you guys will probably find out how many scouts are going to be here this weekend. Now, Charlie's a redshirt freshman, but – uh, there are th- there's a lot of star power uh, between these two teams, and definitely when you look at the infields with Rivera and Caglione for Florida and Condon for Georgia, uh, you, you got some future major, not just big leagues, I think some future major league stars with those guys. Yeah, no doubt. So why do you why do you think they've struggled in the bullpen? Do you think it's guys not being confident or guys moving into new roles, um, or or is it just um, I, I mean what do, what do you think the reason is? I, I was taught by a friend of mine who was a CEO for a Fortune 500 corporation when things aren't going well, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> is, is it depth? Is it, is it performance? Is it, is it coaching? Is it the spots you go in? Whatever it is, uh, the, the answer to that is, is yes. And I think Scott Strickland would tell you the same thing. I, I do feel like we, we, we had a freshman emerge uh, pitch well last week named Leighton Finley. I'm hoping he's kind of filling that role on the back end for at least one of the weekend games and maybe the midweek. But kind of getting back to the yes thing, I go back. I don't know if you guys remember. This was three or four years ago. And Ohio State had beaten Michigan, and at that point they had won, you know, something like 14 out of 15. And a reporter asked Jim Harbaugh, and he said, well, is it the coaching? Is it the development? Is it the facilities? Is it the recruiting? And he got testy with the reporter, whereas the answer should have been, Yes, <laughs> it's everything, mm-hmm. and and we've got to fix it. Whether it's coaching, recruiting, d- development, talent, performance, everything, you, you've, you've got to get better from top to bottom. He's he, not he, the only reporter that got testy. Uh, that he got testy. <laughs> no, Jim, believe me, I, I went through that with him at the uh, Outback Bowl one, or the Citrus Bowl one year. So he, yeah, he just is what he is. He's he, he's a character. What do you <laughs> consider? 
Like, is is Florida the top rival for Georgia? In like the when SEC, you look at, yes. Yeah. I think Tech's still, to still me, bad. our biggest. Yeah. Like, I would say, I'll kind of compare it. And, Pat, I think you could back me on this. A lot of what I'd consider old-school Gators – had still have George as their biggest rival because they were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. Kind of the, the younger generation, Jeff's age and all. Now, you know, it might have flipped out, but for a while it was, no, it was Florida State when Bowden got them wrong. And, yeah. and then Tennessee yeah. in the 90s with, with mm-hmm. Fulmer. Now, I think it might be back to Georgia, but I think for me, like I always say, Florida is the team, I think, in football that you want to beat. Tech's a team you have to beat. Like, if we lose to Tech, it's suicide hotline. You can't put up a Christmas tree. As a friend of mine said one time, kind of compared him, he goes, here's the deal. At least I got respect for Florida. If you lose to Tech, you're losing to losers. So, I I think that's the way that one goes. Well, it's just like I always tell people, okay, okay, who's your biggest rival? All right, if FSU and Georgia are playing for the national championship, who are you rooting for? Right. That that's how you decide who your biggest rival is. It, you know, like there was a time. I, I will agree with you. There was a time when Tennessee was the biggest rival on mm-hmm. Florida's schedule. Then it was FSU for a while, and now I think it's back to be in Georgia. And again, a lot of that has to do with how successful they've been. By the way, we we do want, we can't let you go without asking you about Mike White and how you've dealt with him. We uh, big fans of him as a person, and yes. uh, uh, hated to see him go. But uh, obviously. Uh, he he made them better, but obviously still not great as we know. But uh, he was he went into a bad situation. As you- yeah, George had gone six and twenty. Pat, were you the one who turned the coin or coined the term Gideots? Gideots, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I think that when you put the Gideots got him, and it's uh, the, the the loud fans, and I think we all know it's always trying to tell whether it's a player, a coach, if things aren't going well. Go, you understand the people on the internet who are yelling. That's like one percent. And the odds are none of them attended the university. So, you know, don't don't sweat that. But uh, and I, Mike is a, a great guy. I think he's doing a really, really good job at Georgia. You know, the, the thing about basketball in the SEC, I've always said, you know, in football, in Florida's always been – so good at, at cutting the cord. You know, you not don't wait around. You know, fired Ron Zook early. You brought in Urban Meyer. You know, parted ways with, with Will just, you know, a, a year or so removed from, from having a great year. You know, parted ways with Dan Mullen less than a year removed from playing for the SEC championship. So, you know, Florida's been very good about, you know, kind of staying one step ahead of things when it comes to coaches. But, so in football, at a school like Georgia, Florida, Alabama, LSU, it's never going to get that bad. The problem with basketball is if you win, your fans will come. Like I mean, when Billy was coaching here, it was unbelievable. If you lose, they won't care. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's where right. the, the apathy is worse than anger is. And, and I can remember when, when I was doing our men's games just a, a year or two after the national title, Florida was just okay, and the place was only half filled in. And there was a stretch here. I remember I told Larry Conley, I said, Larry, no offense to your alma mater, I think O'Connell is tougher to play at than Rupp is now. And, and he totally agreed. Wow. So, you know, like, like Auburn's really up right now, and they're packed in. So I, I think for the, the quote-unquote football schools, and we all realize there, there's no reason schools like Florida and Georgia can't win at everything, and, and Florida and Georgia have for the most part. But, you know, that, that apathy is what worries you when it sets in in basketball because it, it's, it's hard to get by that and hard yep. to ask fans to get emotionally invested, especially if you've gone through a, a, a long series of down years. Yep. 
No doubt. Well, Jeff, thanks for stopping oh, by. Oh, always, guys. For uh, for three hours, we won't like each other, but the rest oh, of the time, man, it's, it's uh, okay. Hey, it's I, all good. I, I like Jeff all the time. So don't. You know. <laughs> well, Pat, I I appreciate it, and I always remembered when I would read Pat when I was a kid. I'm aging you there, Pat. That uh, <laughs> so like I wonder if that guy's related to Coach Dooley. Or uh, not. There you go. That's awesome. He he used to uh, when I covered Georgia. I covered Georgia for several years. He used to introduce me as his cousin. <laughs> And I would go. Well, I'm Irish and you're Armenian. I don't think I don't think that's possible that we're cousins. But well, I know uh, for the for the visiting writers, um, coach, of the, everyone in Athens liked you better than Greg Larson. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, poor Greg. Uh, yeah, no, he would he would come pretty hard. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll try to come see you Sunday. I'm going to come out to the game Sunday. I'll come try to see you then. Yeah, great to see you guys, and I appreciate you giving me some time. It's always a pleasure, and uh, Jeff's got to get down there. There are a bunch of bunch of fans wanting his autograph. Yeah. <laughs> Caglione's hitting batting practice, so we'll uh, go get his autograph. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll, exactly. we'll watch it all. All right, we'll be Thanks, right back. Boys. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up hour number one here on the tailgate. Good afternoon, I'm Ethan Ive. Florida Gators baseball faces the Georgia Bulldogs tonight at Conjured Ballpark to begin a three-game weekend series. The number three Gators have won all four of their conference series so far and enter 9-3 in SEC play. Coverage on WRUF begins at 6.55. The Georgia Bulldogs are also in town to face the Gators softball team for a three-game set. First pitch tonight at Presley Stadium is scheduled for six. Gators Gymnastics competes in the NCAA Championship meet tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas. Florida will go up against LSU, Utah, and defending champion Oklahoma in pursuit of their fourth title in school history. There are several high school baseball games for area teams tonight, including Gainesville Buholtz, Hawthorne Williston, and Trenton Oak Hall. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ethan I. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse. Because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. 
And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. You've been hearing about it. Now it's here. IDC Spectacular Semi-Annual Storewide Sale. Friday through Sunday, you save up to 20% storewide. Designers are here with their entire collections. We're talking rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, and yes, thousands of engagement ring roundings are included as well as our GIA and Forevermark diamonds. Up to 20% savings storewide or get special 0% interest financing for three full years friday saturday and sunday only at international diamond center get details at shopidc.com. the big screen, big screen. the atmospheric lighting. lighting the unbelievable sound there's only one place you could be uh yeah um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change, too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com slash internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we're back here. Just a few minutes left in the first hour. Jeff Cardozo out of the ball yard. Condren, as I call it, Con Air. Balls go out of that park very quickly. Let's get Jake on to see what he's got to say about baseball today. What's up, Jake? Well, I want to talk about some baseball, but I must tell tell your fans something they don't know about you, Pat. Uh-oh. You may be a lover, but you ain't no dancer. That's th- Both Look those out. things are true, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been on a helter-skelter ride. I can tell you. Jeff, I heard Jeff say yesterday, my thoughts are far-fetched. So I want to let you know I bought all three Beatles albums. <laughs> there you I got go. them. You did for all nine grand? Ever. Yeah, I got them. I bought them. Uh, well, I, I, did, I, hope, I, hope, I hope they're real. They're real. They're right. real. They're real, Pat, I'm telling you. I'm excited I about it, yeah. That, I, I, I bought them from a guy that owns a car dealership. And that would be great if you just nice donated them to the Bob Dooley Invitational, and then we just put them in the silent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. Well, I tried. I you got to give me credit for trying. I want to donate him to Ben Franklin. That's who I want to donate him to. <laughs> Not Ben Hill Griffin. But anyway, no, 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 no. But anyway, hey, um, I guess Jeff's not on then, right? Or is no? He? He's on. Yeah, I'm here. I can oh, hear. Hey, Jeff. Um, I've got a nice little prediction for you tonight. First of all, uh, Georgia, they don't really have anybody that really gets it up there real good, do they? Their pitching is pretty weak, isn't it? Uh, their pitching's decent. They, uh, they've they got two is pretty deep, pretty good starters, um, but their bullpen is what they, has they really got struggled. they lefties, right? Two lefties? Yep. Yeah. Well, 
I've got a prediction there. Oh. Sproat's gonna go. Sproat's gonna go seven innings. He's gonna give up two hits. He's gonna walk two. He's gonna strike out nine. He's gonna lay a goose egg on him. Last two innings, Neely's gonna close them out. And we're gonna beat him eight to nothing. Wow. Let's That's take that. Prediction. Let's take that to the bank. See if we can go to Vegas and make some money on it. I'm telling you, man, you'll you'll have a whole new respect for me Monday. And we'll have different respect. I don't know if it'll be no. We'd have to be pretty lucky to to hold him to no runs for sure. But I think Sproat's going to put it and mow him down like he did that one game where he one hit it. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to really put it on. Jeff is the first one to tell you that you got to throw strikes. I mean, I mean, I don't think Florida has been beaten in a game this year where they it was because the other team just hit everything. It's always been because yeah. it was too many walks, hit batters, whatever. Do you agree with that, Jeff? Or may, there may have been one where they got pummeled. No, I think that's, that's basically it. Florida's pitchers are better than the hitters they face. If they throw strikes, they're going to win a game. And that's really where they've run into trouble. And the, I, I can't think of a game where, other than the you know the one where Ty dropped the ball in right field early on and. It came back five runs in the ninth. Yeah, but even then it was, yeah, if he doesn't drop that ball, yeah. Well, I'm going to move on to something else real quick now. Yeah, real quick. We only have 30 seconds. 30 seconds, real quick. Okay, how how did ETN and Johnson look last night? Tremendous. I thought, Jeff, Jeff, you may differ with me. I thought ETN looked quicker than he was last year, which is hard to believe. Bigger, quicker. I I thought they were were both great, and then the – the guy came in from Tulane. He was he was dynamic. good, and uh, Webb was good too. I mean, he ran hard. You know, um, that, that'll be the strength of the team for sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the call, Jake. We got to go. Uh, appreciate uh, you. We'll be back with the second hour after we take this break, and we'll talk more about the spring game, Gator baseball, Gator softball, Gator gymnastics tomorrow. Big deal there. We'll talk about all that and more here on the Tailgate WRUF. CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Green You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Your joints are talking to you, right? They're saying, hey, something's not right. You didn't listen because you thought the pain would go away in a week or two, but it's not going away. Football legend Emmett Smith knows you've got to listen to your body. Never ignore what it's telling you. And when it sends pain signals, don't wait. Get ahead. Stop it in its tracks with a visit to the nation's leader in joint pain relief. That's QC Kinetics. 
Yeah, they are way ahead of the curve in this pain treatment business. QC Kinetics says no to invasive surgeries and harsh drugs. They found a better, natural way to relief, using your body's own healing properties that you were born with. And it takes place same day, right in the office during your appointment. No surgeries and no downtime. Before that pain goes next level, get ahead of it. Go see QC Kinetics. Stop it in its tracks. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome back to the second hour brought to you by Melvin Law. They won't back down. They won't back down. I did enjoy hearing that song in person for the first time in a little while last night. Just, uh, you know, the crowd getting into it. But uh, that crowd, it was a great crowd, but there was nothing to cheer for. And it, they, they didn't get really loud. I mean, maybe it was louder down there on the field, was it? Yeah. I mean, a little bit, maybe. But there's a lot of ambient noise that I was listening to through my headsets with the, <laughs> the band and different things going on. Well, that would be you, your ambient noise. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this question, Jeff. Top 50 commits, because Florida got another, got a five-star today. Um, defensive back. Um, yesterday. Who, well, le- yesterday, but it, I didn't see it till today. That's when it happens. It happens when I see it. Jeff. It happened during the spring game, so I think Florida won the spring game with just that happening. So that means that he wins, not the blue or the orange. So I don't have to give you ten bucks. No, not true. 
All right, so top 50 commits right now. Georgia 6, Florida 4, Alabama 3, Notre Dame 2. Yep, you got Lagway. You got the kid that committed yesterday, he, the safety. Xavier Philsame is his name. Yep. And then Ernest Graham's kid. And then uh, Adarius Hayes are the are the four. But, you know, the, the important part right now when you look at that, if you look at the average player ranking on what that class has right now, the Gators have a 93.03. Georgia has a 92.80. So right now Florida's – average player ranking is higher than George's. Well, and again, uh, speaks volumes for Billy Napier. No, I think he's doing a great job with all that. And I think they're going to get more four or five stars in here. I I still, um, to get eight, what did they end up with? 18, four stars to me. That's how you build a program. I mean, now you supplement your program by getting five stars, but I mean, you, what has Florida done? I think, uh, Billy mentioned this on, at his, uh, in the quarterback club, he said he had two uh, recruits in uh, last weekend. And so he's sitting there talking to him, and he goes, how old were you when Florida won their last SEC title, 2008? One of them said three, one of them said one. So the Florida brand doesn't carry the weight that I think a lot of Gator fans believe it does. Um, But – He's trying to rebuild the brand. It's almost like that's part of his job is to rebuild the brand, but you can't rebuild it going six and seven every year. And obviously last year was his first year, but it's back-to-back six and seven years, and it's hard to, harder to rebuild a band, brand when you can't you know, have these years where you're in the playoffs and stuff. Now we'll, we'll see when we get to the 12-team playoff if it gets better for him, and I think they believe it will. And I – I, I, I do believe that Billy is kind of targeting that year as, okay, let's get in the playoff the first year of the 12-team playoff. That, yep. That's that's our goal is to get to that point where we got enough players we can get into that. Yeah, and I, and I think that's certainly doable with what he's been able to do and continue to use the portal because you have that luxury now. Uh, it's, it's weird that you say that. I, I guess I sort of agree. I don't think the brand is lost – Maybe because I'm, I'm around it all the time and I see it and everywhere I go, there's so many Gator fans that travel and they're a part of things. But I guess where that might be the case would be with the, with the, like with the, the recruits. Young, yeah, yeah. The, the players where, where those guys, if they grew up watching football, then they haven't seen the Gators in a playoff yet or they haven't seen any of those things. So I think obviously the older people are never going to lose that brand. And I think it's stronger than ever with everything that's going on, but the, you know, the, the ones that are really, really important, the ones that have to come here. So that's why Napier has to maybe relive the glory days and, and speak to some of that stuff and show them, hey, this is where it was. This is how great Florida was. And, and part of that pitch should be – How big it could be, could, could be correct, again. Correct, how good yeah. it be again if you, if you come, come join it and, and are a part of it. And how good would it look if you're the one to bring it back to life. Yeah, I think he's almost – he's not quite selling the uh, Mike Miller kind of thing, like come here and, and start your own legacy. He's more selling, hey, come back and, and make Florida great again. And, um, you know, you get enough players in there. And, again, Jeff, you and I have talked about this over and over again. It's not about getting a five-star or a four-star. It's about getting so many of them that if you miss on a few – it's not the end of the world. You've still got, like in this case, they've got 18 four-stars. 
if four of them don't pan out at all or five of them end up getting the portal, you still got 13, you know? I mean, then you, you stack other classes on that. It's all about stacking classes, and that's what Kirby did so well. He got very fortunate in that Chubb and Michelle decided, hey, look, we're not going out. We're, we're going to come back. And they were I, – I, if, I, if I was a Georgia fan, uh, those two guys would be the biggest heroes I have because when they came back in, for Kirby's second year and made them great uh, that year, they were, what, one play away from winning the national championship. That's when you knew, hey, Georgia can be great. Georgia can get to these heights – and because these guys kind of did that kind of thing, they said, hey, we're, we're not going to opt out of anything. We're not even going to opt out of, of coming back. Well, they they could have both gone pro easily, and they're both really good pros. I always think they don't get enough credit for what they did coming back. I like Nick Chubb. He helped me uh, win fantasy championship last year. Dude he was just, a stud. He just liked Chubb. Um, sure. Yeah, the guy, that uh, the golfer from um, – Yeah, that lost his hand. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. How about crappy Gilmore? I I watched I've watched all the uh, Adam Sandler got the Mark Twain Award, which to be honest with you, I wouldn't have given it to him. But he got the Mark Twain Award, and um, the way the guys the way they ripped him and Buscemi was unbelievable. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. How about crappy Gilmore? You know, <laughs> it was just everything they said was they they again it was all written for him, and they were. Sure. They were hilarious. So you need to yeah, go watch some of those. Think about the amount of movies that he's made. Like it's it's oh. pretty incredible. And not only that, but and the point that a lot of guys made, and it's really a great point, is that he keeps all of his friends employed. Correct, yep. And and th- we can make fun of that. Kevin James shouldn't be. Well, Kevin James is pretty funny. Yeah. You know, um, this guy shouldn't be in a movie. David Spade, I think David Spade is one of the funniest people in the world. Um so he, it's not like he was taking crappy people and putting them into movies. I'm not a big fan of a lot of his movies. I don't, I don't even know what my favorite favorite Adam Sandler movie is. I really like this last one that he did when he was the 76ers scout. I, I like that Queen a lot. Latifah. That was a really good movie. Yeah, but you can't name it. No. Can't think of it. Well, the reason I I would say I would not go with that only because it was just a ripoff of the Scout. The Scout's a great movie. Oh, it was. Yeah, the Scout with uh, Albert Brooks and um, yeah. Brendan Fraser. But um, yeah, I don't. You know, I hate to say this, and this is gonna make me sound like a real loser, but I think Fifty First Dates may be my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I can't blame you for that one. All right, let's go to the phones and see what. Ted's got for us here. Talk about Gator result recruits. What's up? I, I will I will go with the wedding singer, but in close second place is Fifty First Dates. Wow, wedding singer. I, actually, wedding singer is really good too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you get a little Billy Idol in there, right? <laughs> it's you do get a little Billy Idol. Um, but you know, I just kind of wanted to piggyback off of what you guys were talking er, talking about earlier because you're sitting there like, and I went to the game last night. It was the snooze fest. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the intro that they do that Titus O'Neill is um, narrating, and you have Emmett Smith, and you have some other oldies in there, and then you have the, the Warful era, and you have the Tebow era, and then you have nothing. There's nothing between 
<laughs> the Tebow era and the current era with which to celebrate. And um, it, yeah, it, because it, are you really? Long. Let me ask you this question: Do you, you as a fan, are you going to celebrate where Anthony Richardson gets picked? I, yeah, I will. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, to yeah. a li- to an extent. Yeah, I think there's a part of Gator fans that are going to go. Man, I hope he's. I hope he's not really bad. Then we we look like uh, we're Jamarcus Russell. You, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I find a hard time not rooting for. That's that's how I. No, he's a good good guy. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's that uh, that that time frame, and you know, I, you, you look at it like as, as someone of my vintage, you're like, whew, that's a, that's a gap, that's a gap of time right there. Come on, and man, I there was a Treon Harris era. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Applebee here. I mean, there was a ton of like other uh, star-studded moments. Applebee. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we need we need someone to insert in that video. That's that's where we are. We're at the, yeah, the, no, the video that, is getting is a, a little point. bit dusty and collecting cobwebs. But that's Jeff. That's what I was talking about with the brand. You know, yeah. the brand is is old news and they've yeah, but got then a, if, you, if you look though and, and it continues and, and maybe just because it's the thing like how many gators consecutively have at least been on a uh, one of the rosters of a super bowl team how, yeah how many continues. years so, straight years have they had a, a first round draft pick or, or yeah, uh, i mean there's yeah. there's still all these things but yeah I mean, obviously the success hasn't been the same it's all about the playoffs now yep. if you don't get in the playoffs people don't consider you to be that big of a deal and i mean just a couple years ago kyle Trask has got a chance to win a heisman yep i'm gonna i'm gonna do one more take on this and maybe two unpopular takes as as much as i i do like um thaddeus bullard and and the gators and titus O'Neill's, you know his alter ego Man, I sure did love it when all it was was the Gators swimming through. I, I'm assuming Lake Alice. I don't know where they videoed that. And that's all you got. That, that's when you knew the game. The arena was so charged, and that's all you got. And the Gators were swimming like only the Gators get out alive. I really, I really miss just that. I think the the narration is too long um, for for what it is. Everybody's frenzied, and it, it kind of causes people to stop being frenzied and, and you know have do to they, listen to do much. they do that i i never get to hear it do they you so there's a narrative now on that video before games oh yeah it's yeah been, it's been it, it goes time. it does go too long years. you're right oh yeah then i i would agree like you see the gators swimming through and you like nah, nah, nah. Ah, and then I'm you get so like you, i used to get chills all the time oh absolutely um it, uh, and, and this is the last unpopular take you guys are just going to hang up on me i wish no I wish, they would have chosen, I wish they would have chosen American Girl. I'm out. Um, look, I get why they chose Won't Back Down. I remember the day that Scott Strickland called me and said, hey, we're, we're going to do this. And he wanted to run it by me because he knew how I felt about Tom. And um, I said, yeah, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. But I, I didn't really, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the the thing I have, the problem I have, Jeff, is that when they sing, I won't back down. They back down way too many times yeah, uh, since it started, and so that's that's where the problem is. I mean, the swamp has not been this legendary place where nobody comes to win. But how? And then how would? I mean, you know the song way more than I do. But how would American Girl fit into? what that would be supposed to be doing they could mention 441 even though it was actually the 441 that was out in la but nobody 
Nobody wants to hear that. No. Eh, I, I'm okay with it. I, but I, I got to be honest with you. They got to have a better home record. If you don't, if you don't win at home, you, you, yeah. Ever since they've started doing that thing, it, remember they lost the first. Like there was a long time where they didn't win a division one uh, or a, a power five game. Yeah. At home. So. Well, and and back when I was in school, it used to be you waited around just so you could do "We Are the Boys" and then bailed. You didn't even stay for the fourth quarter because they were killing everybody. It is a, I, I, it's a good tradition, and I love that it's Tom Petty involved, but um, it's kind of weird that um, they w- we won't back down. Yeah, we might, though, <laughs> yep. in the fourth quarter. We got to get a break. I know that. We have to take a break. We got loaded phone lines, Jeff, your favorite thing to hear. We'll be back with more of these phone calls when we return on the tailgate, ESPN WRUF. <laughs> Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Ethan I. Florida Gators baseball faces the Georgia Bulldogs tonight at Conjured Ballpark to begin a three-game weekend series. The number three Gators have won all four of their conference series so far and enter 9-3 and three in SEC play. Coverage on WRUF begins at 6.55. The Georgia Bulldogs are also in town to face the Gators softball team for a three-game set. First pitch tonight at Presley Stadium is scheduled for six. Gators Gymnastics competes in the NCAA Championship meet tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas. Florida will go up against LSU, Utah, and defending champion Oklahoma in pursuit of their fourth title in school history. There are several high school baseball games for area teams tonight, including Gainesville Beholtz, Hawthorne Williston, and Trenton O'Call. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ethan I. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that sight is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when, of course, you're in the doghouse. And either way, Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things she'll look amazing in and you don't have to do a thing. 
They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County, provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, we're back here on the show, full phone lines. I talked to Sh- uh, Sean a little bit last night, Jeff, and he's going to be busy with the NBA for a while. So you have con- total control over the fate of Gator baseball. That's what I'm going to say. Yep. No, he, he'll uh, he'll be on the trip to Carolina next weekend, but yeah. then he'll uh, go do a playoff game. And it's cool. He gets to do the, the heat, so he gets to see uh, – You can see Billy, UD, yeah. And then he gets Billy. Yeah, I actually told him, say say hi to Billy. I, you know, I sent Billy a text after that game Wednesday night, I guess it was. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm going to get a response, but right away. Thanks, Duels. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, the phones and John's up. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Uh, Jeff, I just had a question. I was, I was wondering about uh, Blake Purnell. He's been kind of inconsistent. Do you think he will ever think about the idea of maybe changing that arm slot? Because he looks like he's got a good, lively arm. And I like the way he pitches, but it seems like he, I don't know, I guess like you said, he, he walks to me, guys, and then he gets behind the count. And then he gets yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll what do you change. Think of Blake? I think, yeah, I think that was the appeal of having him a, a part of things last year and just having somebody different. I mean, if you look at a lot of the Sully teams over the years, they, they've had a guy that has been able to do that and drop down and just give a different look. And I just think, I think, to me, he's trying to throw too hard this year. Last year, he came in. He got stronger over the offseason, so he's throwing a little bit harder. And I just think sometimes that that maybe gets in his head and why it gets away from him a little bit. I I mean, I think he still needs to attack the inner part of the plate, but now it's because he's done it so much, he's starting to get scared to do it. And then it's becoming a more hittable pitch because it's – you you don't have that – 
right-hander now a little fearful that he's going to throw in under his hands. So I think that's, to me, part of it. So he'll just continue to work, try to try to be better, get a f better feel for it, and hopefully by the end of the year. I, I still think he's going to be a big part of things. He won't have the same role that he had last year, but you know, we saw him come in a game in Ole Miss, and he had to come in and get one huge out that day Cags walked eight guys. And <laughs> Yeah. He came. He came in and he got an out to end the inning, and it was a really good right-handed hitter. And so I, I think that'll be his role: just come in, get a, an out or two, and be good. It's kind of funny. Neely was, Neely got his um, mile per hour up, and it's helped. But I think with Purnell, it, it hasn't. It's almost like he needs more sink on the ball. I, maybe I'm wrong, Jeff. You know pitching better than I do. And I, I haven't heard anything about Pierce. I, I don't even I don't need to know his injury or anything. But I was just, how do you do you think he's going to play this year? Or do you think he's done for the season? He he, uh, he he will not play the rest of the year. Oh, okay, I, so, I didn't think so. Yeah, so that, that and that's and that's tough because you know obviously if he comes in and Cags continue to struggle, you could put Capola there at Sunday, yeah. which I think was the original thought of what Sully wanted to do. Um, so and now you're you're kind of forced to have Cags in there, good or bad. But hopefully it'll get good soon. Well, hopefully Pierce will help us out at some point. Yep, no doubt. So. Thanks, John. I, I watched you pitch that first. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, Antonio wants to talk about some football. What's up, Antonio? Hey, what's up? Um, just uh, a take from y'all. Um, I see there's a lot of react overreaction. From the spring game, am I take? I mean, from y'all, I mean, ask y'all questions. Because for me, I don't think people should take too much from a spring game. Never, never take too much from a spring game. Yeah. What, what are what is the over overreaction that you're hearing that? Well, like I don't maybe maybe it's just me uh, because like I follow a lot of stuff on the, on the internet or whatever. Sure. And just, you know, a bunch of tweets from Gator Nation and even national media. And people kind of poking fun. I don't know if they're just having fun about it. Well, it's like, like Lane Kiffin posted something. Game. Lane Kiffin posted something with the score at 7-7 seven, seven with nine minutes yeah. left in the game. You know, and like going, ooh, they're on fire. Yeah, but yeah, and I, and I bet he'll take the Gator job in a heartbeat over Ole Miss. Yeah. They wouldn't offer it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I heard you speaking of Georgia. I I think um, Kirby Smart, me personally, I think Kirby Smart kind of fell in the right situation, kind of like when Spurrier came to Florida. I just think the culture needed to be changed or whatever because I think Spurrier had players when he took over the Florida program, but I think I also think that's the same thing for Kirby Smart when he took over Georgia. I mean, Mark Rich, he underachieved, but he did recruit talent to Georgia. Like, I feel like sure. – I feel like Kirby took over more more talent, better talented team than what, for example, Billy Napier took over. I think Mark, Mark Rich left Kirby better players than what Dan left with Billy. I don't, I don't question that at all. And I think the difference is, is that um, he had good players and all he had to do was get the culture change. And it took him a year, took him a full season. First year wasn't great. Seven, what were they, seven and five, Jeff, the first year? Yeah. And then, uh, then the next thing you know, they're playing for a national championship because he was able to get guys to buy in to that culture. And and look, we talk about culture all the time. I'm not even sure we can define what it is, you know, but we know it when we see it. No, it's, it's like the Supreme Court was with pornography. 
I, no, I, I know I it when I see it. I wouldn't say it's winning, but to me, it's it's guys getting along, and to and I think more than anything. Like this year's baseball team that I get to be around all the time, it's much different than this year's football team that I got to be around all the time. And I think there's a reason why some are successful and, and some aren't when, because guys aren't moaning and groaning. There was a baseball team a couple of years ago that a couple of freshmen won the job, and the older guys couldn't stand those kids because they took away the spots from their buddies that were playing the year before, and now all of a sudden that's not happening. And, you know, this year a couple of freshmen have come in, and – they fit in very well, and they get along with everybody, and they're having a good time. And there was definitely some bad seeds in that football locker room last year, and I think Billy's done a really yeah. good job of changing it up. And, you know, they, they all do things now the, the right way. And, again, at the end of the game yesterday, gathered everybody right around midfield, and they do this one thing where everybody claps their hands at the same time, and I've probably seen some videos and stuff. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's 100 people doing it, but it sounds like it's one hand clap. They're, they do it so much now to kind of bond them together and make sure that they're all a part of the same thing. Yeah. And it, it, it's a good deal. So to me, that's what the culture is. Good culture. Yeah. It's like, it's like edging out the bad seeds, almost sure. like, uh, almost like, for example, as talented as the 2010 Gators was, if you look from a recruiting class standpoint, they still went six and six, but I think it was because kind of what you pointed out, the older guys had a problem with the younger guys and, Urban Meyer was one foot out the door, so the culture, you know, it was just dysfunctional. Yep. The culture, it was dysfunctional. So I think that it does start with that good, good coach, and I, I just hope well. And that. again, you go back to that 2010 team, and they were one game away from playing for the SEC championship, and before South Carolina came in here and waxed them. Uh, but yeah, uh, that no, that but you could tell that was a team without a leader. And their their head coach had kind of quit on them, uh, yeah. and guys and the assistant coaches are trying to, you know, again you lost Dan Mullen, you lost you lost Charlie Strong, um, they they just struggled with getting everything together, and and they just didn't. Ha- they, I I think them losing Charlie Strong after that year was the biggest blow that they had yeah. because he was the guy that kind of kept guys in line. And, and made them play at the best of their abilities, even though there was a lot of craziness going on. Yeah, it's like egos got in the way. It's like there was nobody to control the egos. But I'm I'm hoping um, that, you know, Gator Nation just be patient with Billy because, I mean, I'm usually the fan that's not patient, but I also, you know, I'm a realist, and I know what he took over, and he didn't, it ain't like he just took over a great program or Dan Mullen recruited well. And it's like, I just know, like, he has to bring everybody together. And it seems like it's working now. Like, it's just he has to bring the talent in. I just don't know if he'll have enough time to do that with, you know, with how, you know, the expectations here. No, you're yeah, absolutely it, right. Yeah, yeah. you got to give at least, you know, I, I think where, where Pat and I have agreed on this is that, that first year of the playoffs. So not this year, but. Next year, yeah, that'll three. give them a couple of years. Yep, start to, to get everybody yeah. in there, and I hope fans are patient again this year because, you know, and, and I asked them down during the game yesterday, you know, what's the difference from, from year one to na- like now year two? And, and that's he even said the same thing. He talked about the culture and just how guys understand it better and how they're starting to buy in more and starting to everybody right. buy into what they're trying to build, and, and it's, it's all the same goal. Where yeah. last year's team, there there certainly wasn't that. It was guys, at least some of them, much more for themselves and playing for a team and the guy next to you. 
Love that. One one more question before I go to um you, uh, Zach. Um, I see that uh, I could be wrong, but I think the first, I think that the pitching rotation is starting to be good, at least with the first two starters. Do yep. you know if they're going to do anything with the third? He, the he's third still going to pitch. Uh, he'll still pitch in the third game this week. And, and it's been three three weeks of not-so-good stuff. I think they want to try to just give him some confidence. I think, you know, Jack is as big and strong as he is. I think that mentally that he, he he battles some of that stuff. And obviously when he's going really well at the plate, it's it's a good thing. And he was going really well on the mound the first four starts. And then it just hasn't gone so well. So hopefully they, they get that back in him. They, they need him. Yeah, and they do, Jeff. But, I mean, and again, I don't know who else you'd put in there, but – do you think yeah, we're getting to the point where it's uh, do or die for him, where if he goes out there and walks eight guys and is out after two and a half innings or two and a third yeah, innings? Who, who do you replace? I don't know. That's yeah, that's that's the question. They've tried to – I mean, Cade Fisher could be, be that guy. But the problem is anybody that you bring in there, then all the roles you've now established over the first 35 games – are gone yeah. because now you know you have this guy to come in behind this guy or this guy to fill this role or this guy on the back end that can throw twice and all these other things. And it's almost like by just making one change, it messes up everything yeah. else. Now, last year, Sully made a change in the outfield, and he had a guy that could go then play second base from right field. But if you would have put somebody out there that had to then take the right fielder away to not do something else, it would have messed up all the yeah. other stuff. So that to me, that's that's where it is. You can't oh, make one okay. move to mess up four moves, but if you make yeah. one move to affect like two moves, then it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I see. And basically trying to protect the team chemistry. Right. Correct. Yeah. Well, we do got good hitters, so I'm I'm hoping that you know we get to the World Series this year. Yep. Just keep outscoring yeah, everybody. Good. All right. Thanks, Antonio. Appreciate the call. We got to get a break. When we come back, we'll give you some new news about Gator basketball. Not good yeah. news, but it's um, it's not that bad of news to be honest with you. Let's go to break. We'll come back here and uh, one more ep- one more uh, segment with Jeff Cardozo at the ballpark. You can hear the clicking of the bats behind him. You are listening to the tailgate on WRUF. University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. 
From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for, and it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find, and I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A few passing sea breeze showers are possible across our area into the evening. Those cells will generally move from west to east. Otherwise, sunny skies into the evening with temperatures starting off in the 80s, but will drop into the lower 60s and upper 50s overnight with areas of fog tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy, getting warmer highs in the upper 80s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Who uh, more to blame for the Mavericks' struggles? Mark Cuban, Jason Kidd, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving. I would start with the owner because he made the trade. You know, when you talk about a guy who would be perfect for Luka, it's Jalen Brunson because he is a great leader. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, there may or may not be a revolution, but we know this. Alex Fudge apparently will not be playing for the Gator basketball team next year. He has decided to enter the NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. This is a young man who is trying to figure out what he, where he's going in life. I know where he's not going, and that would be the NBA draft. But um, yeah, There's only two rounds. There are two rounds, and he won't be in either one of them. No. Um, I was really happy when they got him originally. Yeah, I know. But um, all I saw was a guy with about 10 highlights and about 30 miserable plays and really didn't affect a lot of games. That, to me, would be the biggest thing, Jeff. He never really affected a lot of games. He would make occasional dunk and do some – I mean, physically he was a gifted athlete, but couldn't shoot and he kept taking threes. Yeah, and you know, Steve and I were talking in here about just the other guys too. And notice that nobody's going anywhere good. I think that's pretty evident that they just 
they weren't that good of a team and they need to get yeah. better players. And Todd Golden obviously saw that and knew that and understands that the people that were on this team aren't good enough to compete at, at the next level. So, I mean, when when you're going to where what Tennessee State, where Jatobo went, and I mean, George Tech's not any good in basketball, no, are they? they stink. That's where Kowasi went. I can't even tell you who their coach is now because they and got yeah, rid of Pastor. Felder, so. Felder went to McNeese State. Yeah. They're, they're a powerhouse. Uh, well, they're playing Florida in football, so they're going to use that and put that on their bulletin board for that game. Yeah. According to Jeff Cardozo, we're nothing. Let's get one more call in before we get rid of Jeff. Mike's up. What's up, Mike? I'm ho- hoping you can hear me. I'm walking to the baseball game, and there's a little bit of background racket. It's well, it's because of Jeff. He's the one doing that. Okay. Well, I had three things. One is Adam Sandler. I was never a fan of his, but I liked him in Uncut Gems in 2019. Yeah. He plays a jeweler who's trying yeah. to find this bogus piece of ore out of Congo to pay all his debts off, and he gets in a big shootout at the end. If there was very good acting work in that. They, the football games, uh, the pr- production has turned into a three-hour uh, shopping network. Nothing but commercials, constant interruptions to the point to where the Gator band can't play half the time. And when I was much younger, sitting at Stanley with the students, it was so much fun. Of course, I'm 69 now. That was way back when. What I remember was the paper fights were a real blast. And then you had Hobart Neville, the one-man band from Bicanopi, performing before the game started, which I always thought was very funny. We don't have any spontaneity in the game anymore. Uh, and then the third thing is Tyler Nez, the pitcher. I'm so happy to see him doing pretty well because I'm from the same small town he's from, and we never had any athletic uh, – we didn't have any Division One players in anything for the longest time. And he's actually pretty good. He has a nice fastball. He controls well and tends to pitch low, so they can't hit it that hard. He's had one or two bad games. The rest of the time, he goes in and does his work pretty well. He gets people to hit the ball mainly on the ground so they can get him out. And I like to see him doing well, especially after his Tommy John surgery. He's also my intern at the golf course, so that's why he is. He's a, overcoming that. A good yeah. kid, yes. Um, How are you? No, you- I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he's he's a great kid. We we've had a, a ton of conversations. Very helpful. I think, uh, you know, obviously uh, having that Tommy John, it took him some time to get back from that. But he's been a big part of this. I, I think at the beginning of the year, they thought he might be a non-factor and and not even be a part of things. And then when everybody else struggled, he got the opportunity to start one of those midweek games. And now he he's one of the arms that Sully's going to rely on. And it's pretty fun to see. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, let's get one more in before we let – well, actually – No, we can get one more. Yeah, we'll get one more. Okay, uh, Pat's up. What's up, Pat? Hey, gentlemen, I just – I heard the caller earlier talking about, you know, how Kirby Smart, when it, he won, he went in, he had the players and, and so forth, and he did. But, you know, there were a few years there in the beginning where – and we had Dan Mullen, and he looked like a really good offensive coach. And some of the – a lot of the fans were saying, I hope they – hope Kirby stays forever and we've got our guy. And then what happened is – what Will Muschamp did not do, Kirby did. He got out of his own way and opened up the offense or hired somebody and let him run the offense or whatever it is. And that's when Kirby really got good. I mean, yeah, the recruiting was there, but he, 
he was so much like Will Muschamp in the beginning. And, and I'm telling you, if Muschamp had just had, you know, let Florida have an offense, had Kerwin Bell as the coordinator or something like that, he might still be coaching today, and we might have never fallen off the cliff like we did. So, Golly, you know, did, I, did, did I lobby to get Kerwin Bell as a coordinator so much? And, of course, it fell on deaf ears, but – but no, Pat, remember, but remember, Saban did that even before that. Saban yeah. realized after that nine to six game yeah. that man, I, I need to have a better offense, and, and it doesn't matter. And, and he changed his ways. And so then I, Dabo I takes out his uh, yeah. quarterback, who is uh, you know a, a national champion, like two games. yeah, and brings in yeah. uh, this Trevor Lawrence guy. So, but because he felt that he had a better chance yeah. to win, and so, that's yeah. what everybody started doing. But it, yeah, for some reason. Um, Will wasn't good at accepting that. He just did. He wanted to protect his defense all the time. Well, my concern is, and I hope I'm wrong. My concern is we've got another one that's a little bit. You know, when I remember nature last year, trying to, you know, wait to the last minute and call timeouts because it's like, you know, like a, a lesser team should do, where you try to less shorten the game. You know, not have as many plays because you're not a very good team. And I just wanted to throw up so i'm hoping that he's not going to be another one of those that doesn't doesn't open it up yeah, and and um a, you know try to have some sex on offense he also went for like guy. 900 fourth down so yeah i mean well, it, it that, was they didn't call very good plays when they went for fourth down though. and i they will say they that they weren't very imaginative <laughs> i will say this uh, as well to you that i think there were times when um it was erratic as to how they were going to handle it you know in terms of being risky or not you know, and, and they would not be risky. And then you all of a sudden they'd be third and 10. They'd run it up the middle for yeah. one yard. And then they go for it on fourth down. And I was like, no, nah, that's not the way to do it. Right. So I, right. I'm with you on that. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, we're talking about year one under him. And we'll see. Yeah. Certainly, hopefully, last night was not an example of how offense will look around here for a while. No, and I mean, and I like him. I think he's a great person, and I do think he's going to get it turned around. I'm not one of those idiots already. I might be in a year or two, but I, at this point, I'm not. So, but I just had to call. I don't usually call in. I listen all the time, but I just had to call in and comment on Kirby Smart because that's the reason he turned it around when he got out of his own way. Yep, I totally agree with you. In fact, uh, Munkin uh, bringing him in, and they they totally revamped their offense, and uh, that's one good thing for Florida is that he's gone now, gone to the NFL, and. Um, Hopefully, uh, Florida uh, with uh, will have a better chance with uh, the guy who's there now. I mean, I, Mike Bobo is now the offensive coordinator, who we know very well. Yeah, that might be good news. That might be good news for Florida. It could be. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I enjoy the show, guys. Y'all have a great weekend, and, and go Florida baseball team. Yeah, thanks, Pat. All right, appreciate the call. And, uh, Jeff, you know, I'm going to leave it with you to, to take this team to uh, – a win tonight, because you know me, I never look ahead. I worry about game one, score of the game, score of the first inning, score of the first at bat. That's all I worry about. I well, don't worry about I mean, anything. Georgia's won four in a row. The last two times we've been to Athens, we've gotten swept. So as not good as Georgia has been, they have kind of owned the Gators over the last few years. So we'll see what happens. But they haven't won a series in Gainesville in a really long time. So I think there's a, a hope that Florida should do what it's supposed to do, and if not win two out of three, sweep them and stay hot. Well, just win tonight is all I care about. I'm Scott gonna, Strickland's got to beat Scott Strickland. That's right. I mean, we got to get a picture of the two of them together. I'm uh, sure there are some. Maybe somewhere. get that autograph uh, and put it in the golf tournament. And then one, the, the Gator Scott Strickland sign under Georgia Scott Strickland yeah. and vice <laughs> versa. Right. 
That'd and be cool. can you tell the difference? Mess them up. Well, we'll let you go, Jeff. We know you got to be busy with TV. I can't wait to see your uh, lovely face on television tonight. Look forward to it, and we'll see you later, okay? Okay. No makeup. Good for you. All natural. Yeah. Well, that, maybe you need to think about make, makeup, but here's what we need to think about. Getting the last break in. We'll do that. We'll come back, wrap it up here, get a couple more phone calls in here on the tailgate WRUF radio. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ethan I. Florida Gators baseball face the Georgia Bulldogs tonight at Conjured Ballpark to begin a three-game weekend series. The number three Gators have won all four of their conference series so far and enter 9-3 and three in SEC play. Coverage on WRUF begins at 6.55. The Georgia Bulldogs are also in town to face the Gators softball team for a three-game set. First pitch tonight at Presley Stadium is scheduled for six. Gators Gymnastics competes in the NCAA Championship meet tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas. Florida will go up against LSU, Utah, and defending champion Oklahoma in pursuit of their fourth title in school history. There are several high school baseball games for area teams tonight, including Gainesville Beholtz, Hawthorne Williston, and Trenton O'Call. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ethan I. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done. From the staff, through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than Exceptional Dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. They're breaking all the rules at International Diamond Center this weekend. Extra savings on virtually everything, Friday through Sunday. Save up to 20% on all rings, all earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. It's our semi-annual store-wide sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Plus an expanded selection of certified diamonds. And all new designer jewelry. All marked down for this. Plus, ask about special financing plans up to three years, zero interest. Don't miss this spectacular savings opportunity. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point. credit. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. 
All right, we are back here for the last segment here on the tailgate. Jeff is getting ready to do TV. Can't wait to go home and watch him. Have a little din-din and watch the great Cardozo doing the game, um, I guess, with Nick, I assume. Um, and, of course, you can listen to the game here on WRUF as well with, uh, I assume, it's Steven Eric Costaldo, I think. So um, look forward to that. Look forward to watching that. Well, uh, I'll listen to softball at some point or watch softball at some point. Um, and then uh, I'm fired up about gymnastics Saturday, even though I'm not expecting too much because of the situation. But I, I still want to watch it. And I'm also very much looking for Stop Children's Cancer Gala is Saturday night at the Rights Union. Looking forward to that so much. Um, it's it's a big charity for me. It's a big part of our golf tournament, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun just, just to go there and support it. Let's go ahead and get a couple of calls in before we wrap it up. Let's start off with Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Patrick. Uh, I wish that uh, lady that called in, Pat, I wish she would call in more because she actually knew what she was talking about. Uh, and, and That does I make her an exception, you know. Yeah, I was going to say that, Pat. You stole the words from me. Um, I saw the same thing last night. What, what, the quarterback play is really bad, but what kind of worried me was how long it took to get every snap off. The quarterback would clap his hands six, seven times. It was like they were running clock. And is that going to be the offense we're going to run where the quarterback just stands there and stands there and stands there and about two seconds ago he finds snaps the ball and you, like Muschamp did, and then you try to play good defense and field position. I hope we're not going to do that because that's just a miserable brand of football. And football now in college is offense. It's offense, offense, offense. If you're not but it's only offense if you've got a quarterback. You can't be offense if you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm not sure they do, to be honest with you. I don't know that they have a, a, a good quarterback. I don't think they do. I didn't see Max Brown enough to know, but – the two, the two other guys are not SEC caliber quarterbacks. They, there were people wide open, and they would. Uh, uh, they, I, let me tell you what I, being at the game, I, I have a different aspect than usually watching it at home. Uh, every time I look down the field, there were guys covered. There weren't a lot of guys wide open. And I, now, is that because the secondary is playing well, or is it because the receivers aren't getting separation? These are things that will play out over the the season, but. I mean, there were a couple of times I saw guys running downfield and they were trying to throw a deeper out, and there were two guys right right on them. Yeah, I'm not talking about deep. I'm talking about there were a lot of times it was deep covered, but there was underneath stuff they could have gone Yeah, and there were some really bad passes there. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah, and bad snaps. and. Well, the snaps was, again, you had a, you had a guy who should be a, in his prom uh, yeah. snapping the ball, and, and, and that is something if Florida's got to deal with that this year, they're in trouble, I can tell you. But yeah, um, they, they gotta, that's not they good. Get to the quarterback. They got to get to the quarterback uh, in a in a portal some way, or it's going to be a really, really long. season. But that's and the thing. Who I'm are you going to go get in a portal now? You're going to get somebody who got well, beat out of a job, basically. Well, that doesn't mean they're not good. Uh, uh, Mississippi has three quarterbacks, and all of them were highly rated, and they're all not going to play. There's there's quarterbacks out there. But you know but, what? None uh, none of those quarterbacks can transfer without sitting out. So oh, is that, that is the other issue that... you have to deal with. So oh, you can't, you can take them in the portal, but 
you're not going to really. Is that a con- that's a conference rule. No, they've 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 already transferred once, so you can only transfer once. Oh, oh, oh okay. I didn't realize that, Pat. Okay, just, you just taught me something. So every one of those guys has transferred once. All three of those guys has transferred once, and there was a okay. they were trying to put a rule together that you could transfer as much as possible, and I don't I, that did not get passed, and I don't think it should be passed. I don't think it's right. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to like Pat. I'm not calling for his head or anything, but if he goes to that Muschamp type of offense, it's it's not. It's, there's going to be a lot of empty seats. The Gator fans do not want to see that. Well, they weren't last year. And, they weren't in a Muschamp offense. They threw the ball deep a lot. And... Yeah, I know, but that's not what I saw last night. And I, I you know, the, well, the it's a spring game. Long. Let me tell you what, Mike. How many spring games do you remember? Well, yeah, zero, remember zero. Stuff. Yeah, but it's not. I remember when Shane Matthews had that spring game. There you go. That's one. That's the only one anybody can ever remember when I ask him. Yeah, What's I your favorite spring game? Well, the Shane Matthews one. It was yeah. in Jacksonville. I wasn't there, but I heard it was good. I'm talking about where the program is right now, Pat. And and if if you you have an offense that you're trying to win 17, 14 type games, it's going to turn off a lot of Gator fans. I'm still behind the guy. Because this was a mess that he inherited, and he had to get rid of a lot of players. Yeah, but if you win enough of those seventeen, fourteen games, you know. Yeah, but you never do. You're you're playing such a small. Uh, well, you know what? You also don't win a lot of thirty-eight, thirty-five games either. You know, I mean, may have been more exciting, but they still lost. I mean, it, the bottom line is they went six and seven the last two years. Yeah, That's every, the bottom line. Yeah, every team in the top ten is scoring in the upper thirties to the forties. That's what you have to do to win in college football now. Yeah. Well, all right, thanks, this team. All right, thanks. Appreciate the call. This team's not going to be in the top ten. Okay, they they still have a long, long way to go. And uh, I I do think the and I'm I'm a big believer in this and that he's got things headed in the right direction, but it's going to be a longer journey than a lot of you hope for. I don't think anybody needs to worry about how bad the offense was last night. A lot of it, too, let me let me repeat this. You know, bad snaps from a, uh, not even a true freshman yet. He's not even a freshman. Um, that happened several times. They had the fumble by Caleb Douglas. There were chances for them to score points. However, I didn't see anything out of the quarterbacks that makes me excited. We'll talk about that more next week. What we have to do right now is take a break. And we will do that and get out of here for another week on the tailgate. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back Monday with the great Jeff Cardozo. Until then, I am Pat Dooley. I am deep. I am way back, and I am out of here. CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. There's an NBA play-in doubleheader tonight. Coverage starting at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The Heat hosts the Bulls. Then the Timberwolves host the Thunder. That second game also on ESPN TV. The playoffs get started this weekend. Kevin Durant and the Suns open their first-round series at home against the Clippers Sunday night. ESPN's Nick Friedel. They better do it now because they may not get another great chance that's in front of them at the moment. And I can tell you I haven't been around that group the last few weeks. There is a confidence around them with Kevin 
knowing that they believe he's the final piece in the moment. Nick Friedel on Greeny. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Nick's forward Julius Randle hopes to be on the floor for game one against the Cavaliers tomorrow. He's been out for two weeks with a left ankle sprain. The San Francisco Giants will sign opening day starter right-hander Logan Webb to a five-year, $90 million contract extension. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. If you have a take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me. This is Canty and Carlin. I live on the East Coast, and so do you. Those games and the sack, uh, the Golden State, are going to be so late, oh. Shay. Like, they I, tip off at 10.30. So oh, my God. No, I need to speak.